uh, Skullboys. The Street Press Podcast with Sean Fraser. For a start, there are not enough white men doing podcasts. I've got to always support that when that comes along. I was talking to a mate today at a baby queue. We didn't cook a baby. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that yeah. was. I just want to thank you. Yeah, no, it was me. He wouldn't shake our hand until he finished putting on his glove. Imagine what he's like during the pandemic. <laughs> well, I got you here for the podcast after your big night last oh. night, so I'm stoked with that. I get a thrill knowing that you're doing what you're doing. That's good. Well, I don't know what I'm doing today. We're just sort of just winging it. Did you moon Kylie Minogue? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Street Press Podcast. My name is Sean Fraser. We are up to episode 17 of the podcast and it is the middle of November. We're only like, what, six weeks away from Christmas. That is hectic to think about. Tag the tree on the weekend. Christmas tree is on its way. So uh, we're pretty close. Um, I don't know where the year went, but it has gone. It's vanished. It's disappeared. Um, like I said, episode 17. Today, we are going to have a chat with a band called Wild Rivers. Now, Khalid, he is in the band. He is one of the co-songwriters, co-singers of this band. Uh, they are a great little uh, folk pop rock band, but they are playing to some big stages right around the world. These guys only started out in a coffee shop. So it was Devin and Khalid. They were playing in coffee shops around Canada and they got picked up and now they have gone international. They're one of my favorite bands, one of my favorite folk groups. When I'm hanging out at home and I'm cooking something or if I'm, uh, I'm going for a walk, most of the time I am listening to Wild Rivers. Um, if I'm not listening to you know, a bit of punk rock or rock and roll music, it's Wild Rivers in my ears. I really, really enjoy them. In particular, the harmonies. It's, it's like uh, Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, I'm going to put them on that level. It's hard to find uh, two singers that just fit so perfectly and so well together. We talk about the birth of the band, basically, from those days back in the coffee shop to selling out gigs around the world. Uh, we also talk about playing through illness, which is just crazy to think about. He tells a story about being so sick, five minutes before they had to go on stage, he was dead asleep, couldn't move, and still had to get up and play this show. It was the fans that got him through that night. Um, he talks about being stopped in the street and uh, how weird that is, I suppose. You know, you write these songs, put them out. You never know who's listening. And he talks about how, uh, you know, some people have come up to him and said, hey, are you the guy that wrote this song? And he's a really humble, cool guy. He also gives out a writing tip. And, uh, you know, I've been doing songs for 20 years and I never thought of this idea. And apparently it's quite a common thing in Nashville. Such a simple idea too. Uh, and he sort of, uh, he blurts it out in this interview and I'm, I'm taking it from here on in, probably for the rest of my life before I write a song. So let's get him on. Carl from Wild Rivers. Hey, man. How are you? Good. How are you? What, what time is it over there? Uh, 1.30 in the afternoon. What about you're in Canada, right? I'm in Nashville, actually. Ah, it is okay. 9.30 in the evening. I have had a friend visiting me for... For the past few days so i'm kind of showing him around town but he left today so just catching up on life um this is our wednesday's our day where we catch up on all of our band stuff like if we have any uh, kind of outstanding things to do so just just catching up on that pretty good day you know nashville pretty well as well don't you yeah yeah i've been coming here for 
five or six years and and now in this this time off from touring i'm kind of using it to 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 spend some time here for a couple months i'm thinking about making the permanent move just kind of getting back into civilian life after after tour life it's a great city what is it about Nashville? Obviously, even over here in Australia, we all know that it's uh, it's the capital of music. If you want to, if you want to make it big, it used to be. I could have sworn it was Hollywood they were always talking about, but uh, in the music scene. But it's Nashville now, isn't it? Well, LA is awesome too, and we we spent a bunch of time there as a, as a band making this last record. But Nashville to me is um, it's very accessible. It's very small. It's not this big. It's not Hollywood, that's for sure. It feels like a small town. Like even even myself as kind of an outsider who's only been coming here for a couple of years, I have such a network now and everywhere I go, every coffee shop and bar, you see people you know is kind of one of those towns. There's the Southern hospitality, there's the politeness that I think as, as a Canadian, I, I really appreciate because that's, it feels like a lot of Canadian culture here. And everybody's so humble. Like you have the best songwriters in the world, the best musicians in the world people are it's a staggering level of talent but they're just they're just people they don't care how many instagram followers you have they don't care about any of that stuff it's like hey are you a good person do you make good music let's let's hang i love the unpretentiousness yeah, that's great. But that's all you could ask for in a city, really, to uh, to, yeah. have, to be like that. A lot of people here in Australia think of Nashville as the country music sort of center, but it's not just that, is it? Definitely. Yeah, I'm in East Nashville now, which is kind of the 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 Brooklyn of Nashville with all the all the hipsters and all the all the indie kids and the rock people, and it's there's all kinds of music, and I think everybody really respects like songwriting as the craft as the so you can definitely get that four white dudes in a room with acoustic guitar doing a country song but there's a lot of cool stuff kind of percolating in the city but still even the indie stuff has this reverence for for songs and i guess a little bit of like the the traditional way to to write songs and can respect all kinds of music um i'm kind of just like peering over to see what what all the scenes are where exactly i fit as the band is like some people have, have put us into country sessions, which isn't us and doesn't work. And mm. we definitely have a pop leaning side, but we've done pop sessions that are, that are too pop for us. And <laughs> in indie stuff at points is, is a little too out there for us. So it's, I think I definitely prefer not being beholden to a, a specific style or a specific format, especially with radio and, um, I, I could I would find that very frustrating to be to have to exist in in a very narrow format like when we're playing festivals and stuff I think we go we're in between what a lot of people are and how busy are you at the moment uh obviously you write for wild rivers but what else are you doing on the side are you writing for other people are you writing your own uh, solo sort of stuff yeah I'm, I'm definitely like I've been very busy I've been here honestly I think like a week and a half yeah, um, I spent like a, a week at home in Toronto and have kind of been fully immersed since I've been here. Like I did a, was this Wednesday on Monday? I did a, a DJ pitch session. Like this is just one of my friends who's a producer I know who's pitching song ideas to something EDM artists. Completely out of my world, and so fun, so fun to just. This doesn't have to be me today. This doesn't have to be something that. I put my name on, but it can, you kind of, you're like an actor. You like 
play pretend to do something else and you exercise the creative muscle. So all kinds of stuff. And the ADM stuff obviously wouldn't be Wild Rivers, but uh, when you're sitting there and you're writing a song, how do you decide which one's going to be Wild Rivers, which one's going to be yours, or which one's just going to be someone else's you're going to give to someone else? Well, usually when I'm going to give it to someone else, I'm that you're writing it with that intention. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they're usually in the room. Like I haven't done too many cold pitch songs. Um, but usually for that, the, the, the few that I have done is the the premises. We're going to try to get Brianna to do the song and you do it specifically with that goal in mind. And for songs, songs I write, obviously we have two singers in the band. So I definitely write with Devin, our other singer's voice in mind a lot. I've been listening to Wild Rivers uh, for a few years now, actually. And one of the things that I, I always, always think about with Wild Rivers is your two voices and just how they match together. It's quite magical. It's really, I, I listen to a lot of duos. I listen to a lot of bands, but your two voices together, it's quite incredible to hear them both together. It's like they both sit in a really yeah. good spot together. How did you guys meet? And uh, and when did you first start singing together? Well, thank you for saying that. It's uh something that's been very, very natural for us in, in some ways. And, and we've also been practicing it for, for a long time. Um, we met in, in college in Canada, or I always say college when I'm talking to Americans, university, we call it. Um, <laughs> we each are from the Toronto area, but went to a school a couple hours east of Toronto, college town, but neither of us studying, studying music. This is me and Devin, the other singer. We were each the musicians of our friend groups. We were the people that were the music people. Um, so we kind of got introduced. And one of my close friends in first year was one of her best friends. Int- got introduced. I think I approached her and I said, hey, I've got all these songs that I'm working on and I'm trying to get involved in music. I like I've seen uh, like videos of you singing like let's let's try something. You're amazing. And she was looking for something, too. And she's like, for sure. So. Uh, she came over one day and we just started playing songs and so- talking about music that we liked. We said, I think we sang some like Coldplay songs, James Taylor songs. And as soon as we started singing, we could harmonize and kind of find each other in a really, in a really natural way. It was like easy. And we kind of built off that. We did a bunch of like bar gigs and cover gigs and the kind of thing that we would show up to a, a show and take requests and have to harmonize together for a couple hours as as we sing and it's a good practice yeah it was really good practice that was our that was our training ground we played tons and tons of shows and then i had this batch of songs dev's parents had got her as a gift uh, some recording time we had one day in a studio in toronto so we arranged the songs and uh at my house in the student ghetto and made little demos and then showed up and did like three or four songs in one day made a little EP. Uh, we went by Devin and Khaled, sold it at our shows, did little tours, started to do more and more and focus less and less on school. And by the end of it, we had kind of made a little following and made a bit of a plan. So we decided to go for it after we, we graduated. And we said that we'd try it for a year. And that was seven years ago, something like that. And now we're like, we came off this year doing 110 shows, our biggest shows ever playing to thousands of people. Um, It's been incredible. I love hearing the stories of how the the band, you know, starts and you start doing the tours and you start gathering some steam. And I I was having a look at your Instagram and just watching those videos, the tour videos and watching the crowds that you play in front of and you're in Europe and there's people 
loving it. And it must be just a, yeah. such an insane feeling if you think back to when you were just playing in coffee shops. It must be such a thrill. It never gets old. Uh, there's a holy shit moment all the time <laughs> on tours when we look out and think about how this started. Like, I remember this for whatever reason, it really struck me this four year old girl, front row in her mother's arms singing every word to some album cut of ours, like truly every word looking at, it was a little girl looking at Devin in such awe. It was, I couldn't stop smiling the whole time. It was such a special moment. Yeah. Especially so young, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was like, do you even know what these words mean? Do you know, <laughs> like I got broken up with and now you're just singing along every word. <laughs> a lot of the songs do have, there's a lot about breakups. I mean, you've got to, record the song about breaking up, you know, that one is a lot of it obviously personal. Like you just said, it was, you'd gone through a breakup and stuff, or, or are you sort of writing in a third person kind of way? On that project, it was a bit of both. We kind of accidentally made a breakup record and it was up, like after we kind of arranged a bunch of the songs, I kind of looked around and said, I think we need a little more diversity in our songs. This is all, this is all about the same thing. Um, and the band was like, obviously, it's all you talk about. <laughs> yeah. So we we kind of decided to lean in and then we rewrote some together as a band where we kind of took some of our experiences and weird conversations with our exes and just the awkwardness and the sadness and all kinds of stages to the breakup that that are, are not necessarily start to finish a factual account of what happened, um, but a, a mix of experiences and feelings. But some are front front to back factual accounts of what what happened, and they hold a really special place in my heart. And the lyrics are so real with you guys. It's um, you know, sometimes I've been driving around, I've listened to some of the words that you said, or Devin has said, and I'm like, wow, that's 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 real. Thanks, man. I think the, somebody told me once: the more you cringe at something, the more you should chase that. The more yeah. that, that's the one. And I've definitely had a few of those where if something comes out of like, oh. I can't say that. That feels <laughs> weird. That feels like, or something that paints you in a bad light. Like, I think, I think there's a lot of self-deprecating stuff sometimes in our lyrics. And how boring is it to hear the story of a perfect person? That is, no one wants to hear it. <laughs> Superman is the worst superhero because he's just this like goody yeah. two shoes. Can't die. And, and, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, uh, I try to be self-aware. I know there's a huge part of me that probably isn't, but I think that's what I'm coming to terms with too, is that is when things are a little messed up, we're working on a song right now that the whole, the whole concept is kind of like a, a self-loathing thing where you have to make a hard decision. Sometimes you don't do it. Sometimes you do either way. You feel like crap. The, the grit and the imperfectness of people is, is really interesting and real to me you were saying before i mean it's it's november now and you've already played 110 dates or something this year what is what's it like on the road that long to be honest with you i'm tired we're, we're all very yeah. tired after this year the last few weeks of the tour we were it, it's a funny feeling because you're so sad it's ending but you're like this this is it's time for this to to end for now and we can come back energized and wanting more, but we have an incredible time. I feel like we've packed a thousand lives into the last, <laughs> into the last year. We have such a fantastic, the three of us in the band, plus our touring group. We have a, a tour manager who's just an incredible human. 
and our drummer and bass player, lights person, photography, our whole our whole group is a family. It's a mix of being completely sentimental and sharing these incredible, like never forget moments ever. And we, we walk off stage and we look at each other and we're like, we're speechless. We're like, this is, this is so cool. What we, what we get to share together. And then you sit in a bus all day and like make fart jokes and just <laughs> be a complete idiot. So you get, you get the run the gamut of human human emotions and you become you become a family i miss the hell out of them honestly i haven't seen them in a few weeks but um yeah it's we have a great time and i'm i didn't realize how rare that was to have have such a good group um but you hear about just through my friends and people in music band drama and just being annoyed with each other and stuff and of course we're like it's a family we we have fights but not really like we just we all respect each other. We're all kind people. Um, so I feel really lucky that that we've had a, a good group to have this crazy adventure with. It's definitely so many bands out there that just, you know, they get back from two weeks on the road and they'll probably think about quitting or, um, but let alone how long you are, you guys were out there yeah. for. Like it's a hard job. It's a hard job to, to be physically and mentally to do that all the time and to be away from home. So uh, easy to complain, easy to to think you want to be somewhere else, but it's, you have to love it too. You have to take those moments and they're unforgettable. That's, that's the thing as well. If you, if you're not feeling, feeling great or you're feeling homesick, you still got to jump on stage that night with a smile, don't you? Yeah. But that's never, that's never hard to do. Honestly, even if I'm having a bad day, it usually flips every time I walk on stage. Anytime there's we had a show in Birmingham, Alabama, and I later found out that I had had COVID, but I did not know this at the time. I felt awful all day. Like in soundcheck, the band says they remember me just like hanging over the piano, completely drained, exhausted. And I was sleeping minutes before the show, truly like, in the green room asleep <laughs> and then our tour manager comes in is like okay five minutes i give it two more minutes i roll up i put in our little in-ear monitors and walk on stage and it's a roaring crowd and you flip like that and adrenaline kicks in and you're like oh, it was an amazing show we had a fantastic time you only have to be on for about 75 minutes and it's it's easy to do when you got a crowd of people that that have your back and you get to play music so i don't know you could i think we, we get a lot of energy back when we're not full of it ourselves oh that i can't even imagine that just being that sick and then having to to go on stage but yeah like you said plenty of people there you get the adrenaline and on you go that's great obviously thinking about love the song is it certified gold now or it's just shooting yeah, it, through the roof constantly, isn't it? Just keeps going and going is. and going. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Thank, <laughs> thank you to my thank you to my ex for that. It, I think it's certified gold, uh, at least in Canada, whatever that means. It's an awesome thing, and it's a an insane moment in our show to have the entire crowd singing along. We have a sing along part at the end of that song, and it's deafening. People scream that part. It's awesome. It's, it feels it feels amazing every single night. And it's cool that like in Toronto or here in Nashville, like meeting random people, talk to them about the band. 
And I'm like, oh, it's sing thinking about love. Like to people, people <laughs> to recognize the band and know that song oh, is cool. In, insane to me. Like it's just an idea of ours. Is just regular people know about it. So it's it's super cool, man. I'm very thankful that and that, that was one that an idea that I wrote it with my friend here in Nashville. Her name's Robin Delunto. And I had this idea and I and I didn't know how I felt about the idea. I was like, this is like this feels like a little bit cheesy for me to say or a little straight ahead. I think I was gonna say thinking about us and like I, I loved the feel of it, but some parts of it kind of made me a bit uncomfy. I think just because of how unwavering the lyric is, it's not really, it's a bit unapologetic. And then we wrote it and I, and I felt that night that, that, that this was good and it felt awesome to sing and it felt, it felt special. And I'd hoped that people would really like it. And then when Dev sang it, I was like, this is awesome. It's so much better than my raspy, folky voice singing it. So I'm really thankful. I think it's, it's been a, it's been a blessing. I'm trying to write another like that. Oh, it's a cra- it's a cracking song that one. Another one I really love by you guys is uh, "Do Right." That must be an older one. It is. It is. We're actually talking about that song today. It's it's one we don't really play live anymore. Ah, but have you guys it. been to Australia? We haven't. We're kind of talking about it for next year. We're slowing down touring a little bit next year, but Australia is definitely on the list. All right, you're we, gonna play uh, that song for me. Okay, we'll do it. Where are you in Australia? Uh, Sydney. I'll yeah. put it on the list. I, I would love to. And it, and when we used to play it live, we just haven't this year. It used to be one of our favorites. Uh, we have so many songs now, man. Like we, we started having to like, we, we like we did little medleys of our songs to try to get them all. But I've always loved that song. That's another one that is completely uh, autobiographical, a real one. So I'm happy to bring that one back. Yes, please do. Uh, how's the songwriting go for you and Devin? Uh, do you work together? It, it's a mix, and I, I would say it's it's as much Andrew as the two of us, too, when we're all writing together. I have songs that I write by myself. Um, that's something I think I'll kind of always do. Again, I write some songs here with people that I've written with before, and the band comes in on those sessions, too. And then other times, like for this last record, we wrote a bunch together where we just hold up in a house and talked. A lot of the time, it comes from conversation. That's cool. In a I like co-writer, that. In, in, yeah, it's cool. It's that's I feel like that's the Nashville sensibility of songwriting that we've learned through writing with people here that it, the session usually goes like when it's with when it's with a random person in Nashville, you chat, have a life chat and really get to know each other and, and dig into things. And sometimes there's a little nugget of conversation um, because because in this town, it's it's all about the title and the tag. That's the kind of structure that people write around. So I, I wrote with someone the other day we were chatting about her ex and how he paid her lip service and uh, kind of like had all these empty promises. And she said, then they were, I just realized they were just words. I couldn't trust them. And then like, we can, we continued talking, but I kind of put it in my head and I was like, I think that'd be like a, a cool title. They were just words. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's exactly how I felt. And you write the whole chorus and try to serve up that idea and that concept and it become it becomes like a puzzle. It becomes a lot. There's there's a really good structure to it, and people here really know how to do that and serve an idea, a specific idea. My my process is is a lot about playing and 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 melody and be, getting into kind of a freestyle melody fugue 
state I get into where I kind of, I, I said like a gibberish language or like, yeah, maybe we could be, yeah. it'll be, it'll be together. And then something kind of comes out. Hopefully, so a few words and, might pop out that you like. Is that sort of what yeah, you're something saying? Yeah, is, something is interesting. And I say a, a random word. I think that was for our song Weatherman. That's That, that idea happened. I was just singing the chorus. And I, yeah, no, Weatherman. There's something about a Weatherman. And that was like, Weatherman is cool. Like that is like a colorful word. That's an idea that kind of sparked in a, in a very organic way where you kind of grab something from the ether and then you can you can use your front brain to think about the rest of it. Like, what what do I mean by that? What would what, what is counting mm. on the weatherman? And it's like oh, it's about like not trusting making plans and being having to be available for all seasons of life and being okay with uncertainty. This idea of of trying to be trying to be adults, trying to like step into life with a perfect plan and feel totally confident in everything we're doing in our weird lives. But I think that's a feeling that a lot of people have. We're like doing our best. If you if you're thinking too much about what you want to do and where you wish you were gonna where you wish you were in a couple of years, you it's easy to not be present, which is always the goal is to is to be there and available in a moment, whether it's a happy emotion or a sad emotion. Really living in the now was something that we were pretty focused on. Like I was going through a rough patch at the time and trying to i wish i i wish i was with my friends back home or i wish i was happier right now and a lot of those conversations were about trying to be present for the good times and the bad times and try to feel what what all of life what all of life brings yeah well it's uh yeah it's hard to do though isn't it like uh sometimes you have these conversations with yourself and you're like why you know you might be somewhere nice like la and but you still if you if you're feeling down and you, it's hard to be present when you when you're feeling down i suppose you've got to try and live in the moment as well right now like in your life you know all these shows and playing all this music and you know the songs are doing incredibly well you're playing to these big audiences um how important is it to to live in the moment you, these are some of the best years of your life right now aren't they yeah yeah it's very important i try to journal all the time i'm trying to be pandemic was obviously great for gratitude like mm. we were all very very thankful to be on the road but yeah it's i don't know it's the 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 buzz of the shows and the fun of traveling what's the timeline looking like for uh the next wild rivers album we i'm trying to give us a little bit of grace and and a little space we got people on our on our team who's asking the same question <laughs> you <laughs> must get annoyed naturally, <laughs> nat naturally no but it's it's also very important to have a timeline and i want to i love the studio i'm i'm excited to get back in and record an album it's my favorite part of the whole thing I think our plan is we're going to do some writing trips where we're going to do LA and I think we're going to go to London um, and, and write with some people in March. So in my mind, that's, that's the time that we're like officially kind of starting actively thinking about the record. I'm doing writing for other people here, but also doing some sessions with some friends that I miss. I miss dearly. I'm doing one tomorrow that we always talk about my feelings and it could turn into a wild river song but stepping away from it a little bit is is important personally when i try to sit my ass down and say cranking out cranking out our best song today I, I put a lot of pressure on myself in that situation and and it becomes hard 
when you're goal oriented yeah. in that way to, to have it, have it come out. It's always when I don't, when I'm not trying. Sometimes, when I just... sometimes the best songs just happen when you're picking up takeaway or you're, you're going for a walk along the beach or something, isn't it? It's, every, it's always every the time. Way. Yeah. Every time. There's an aspect of showing up and doing the work, but I'm trying to get into a mental place where I'm just having fun playing music. And if I don't want to play music, I don't, I don't do it. I'm setting up my studio and got all my little guitar pedals and stuff. And I'm just messing around and I'm going to start to record some demos, but I'm trusting the process a little bit of letting it come to me. I think that's a big theme that is similar to what, what I'm talking about with, with the weatherman concept, letting it come to you and not forcing it is really the most effective way to to connect with people like the shows we've had shows all the best ones are when we show up with our energy and the energy of the audience feeds into us it's hard to go okay we're gonna do this uh happy song now and everybody's gonna get hyped and <laughs> it's like it never it it always is a back and forth and life is like that too where it comes to us and we ingest it we hear it and we feel it and we ride these emotions it's all about like a a flow of what things are instead of kind of you have to do a lot of listening you have to do a lot of listening to yourself and a lot of and other people um in order to in order to come up with something it's hard for a control freak like me to to do that but it's the <laughs> it's the way you got to do it if you could pick one place where's been the, the best reception for a show well, we did uh, we did this venue in Toronto called Massey Hall. That's a legendary, legendary venue. Neil Young has played there. It's a famous live album from there. Joni Mitchell, every every one of our heroes has played there. It's a big, beautiful theater. I think it's like twenty five hundred people, and that was in the middle of this year. Our biggest headlining show, um, with all of our friends and family plus thousands of fans. Uh, and that was insane. It was. You build up those nights to be like, these are going to be the best night of my life. And it was one of the best nights of my life. It was absolutely bonkers uh, where we had pin drop moments and we had, I can't hear my own voice screaming wow. moments. It, it was, I think we're going to release some footage from that, from that night, which was really special. Well, I want you to save your best show for Australia. When you guys get here, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Hopefully this next album brings you guys out to Australia. It will be. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it is really in our plans. It's, there's a lot of people on our label from Australia. So we're talking about teaming up with some of them for some shows, but it's high on the list. Australia and Europe next year are kind of things we've got in mind. So hopefully we can make it, make it happen and we'll do, do right. Yes, please do. I can't wait for that so much. Uh, thanks so much for uh, for jumping on the podcast today and uh, can't wait for the album. Uh, just any new songs from Wild Rivers, I'm pumped for. And uh, so thank you so much for jumping on. This was lovely. Have a great day. Yeah, that's Carl from Wild Rivers. Go and check him out on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your music. Um, they are a sensational band. They've got so many great songs. Like I said in the interview, Do Right is my favorite, absolute favorite song. But they are blowing up at the moment with this Thinking About Love song. Go check that out. Check them out. Wild Rivers on Spotify. All right, time for this. Ready?
Yeah, don't forget you can hit up the streetpresspodcast.com. There's a section on there called Letters, and you can uh, you can write anything about the show on there and, uh, you know, episodes that you like, episodes you don't like, uh, things you want to just say to me, could be profanities, who knows. Um, you just put it on that section, the streetpresspodcast.com, uh, and click Letters. And uh, this one's from Linda. Uh, she was writing about the Kevin Bull episode. So Kevin Bull was a couple of weeks ago now. And uh, Kevin Bull is the reason I got into journalism. If you haven't heard that episode, go and have a listen if you'd like to. Um, yeah, I bumped into Kevin Bull in the shopping centre and then uh, the rest was history. I, I've been a journalist ever since that day. But uh, Linda listened to that and she said, the good old days. It makes me keen to shoot some gigs again. Obviously, Linda is a photographer as well, I'm guessing. Um, but she enjoyed Kevin Bull's episode. That was a great uh, chat. And uh, I hope to have Kevin back on again sometime soon. As for my band, the Ritzy Kids, there is plenty happening at the moment. So busy. We do have the gig, obviously, the Sunken Monkey Hotel, December 16. You can get your tickets at theritzykids.com as you hear me um, blab on about it each week. But also, we have got something pretty special happening next week. Friday morning, there'll be something pretty special happening. I can't say anything just yet, but if you listen to the episode next Wednesday, I will reveal all. Um, It's going to be something pretty cool that we're really excited about. But yeah, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget the Street Press Podcast is back next week. Got a cracking Aussie band coming up, which I'm really keen to interview. So that will be next Wednesday. Don't forget the episodes drop every single Wednesday. Catch you here same time next week. Ta-da. Street Press.